Hi, welcome to another episode of ServiceNow Tech Bytes, the podcast that helps you use the product better and more efficiently. I'm Suzanne Smith, your host. Today, I am welcoming two special guests. We have Jason Aloya and Darius Kumari. Hi, guys. How's it going, Hi, Suzanne. Uh, Jason Aloya is a repeat visitor for us. He came to talk to us last year about visual task boards. But Jason is now a director in our product management organization working on Express. Is that correct? That's correct. Absolutely. So now we're going to tap into your Express knowledge. And Darius is a technical marketing engineer, also specializing in Express. You probably know him. He is a star, uh, does a lot of vlogs on our ServiceNow YouTube channel, and is really out there spreading the word on Express. So we're very happy to have Darius here as well. Absolutely, and happy to be here today. So we've got the Express Dynamic Duo here today. Um, We want to talk about some of our regular features here on the podcast, and I'm hoping that Jason and Darius are going to work in a little bit of information about new Express features in Helsinki as well. But to start us off, Jason, can you give people a little bit of an idea? I know you do this all the time, what Express is and how Express is different than our regular product. Sure. Uh, really, the the most interesting thing about Express is not how it's different than enterprise. It's how it's the same as enterprise. Um, so the big thing, uh, the big competitive advantage that we enjoy is that really Express is ServiceNow. Uh, it's just that the functionality has been tailored in such a way that it's targeted for the use cases that are more common among our smaller businesses up to what we call the con- commercial uh, segment, which is you know a, a handful of thousands of employees typically is where we target it. Um, and Express is best suited for not necessarily companies of a particular size, but more so of companies with a particular level of maturity in their IT processes. So if they're still developing their IT processes, perhaps that are moving from an antiquated system and they want to adopt something a little bit more formal and more uh, and adopt more rigorous ITIL compliant practices, uh, Express is the perfect entry point into uh, those more contemporary ways of conducting ITSM service management functions. So, um, and again, what's great about Express is is not so much the differences, but with the similarities with with enterprise, it is an it is a ServiceNow instance. It's a single tenant, and it enjoys all the same service and high availability um, and infrastructure that the rest of our enterprise uh, customers enjoy. So, uh, again, that makes our job uh, tremendously easy in many respects because it makes it's a tremendous competitive advantage for us when we're going up against uh, similar uh, product offerings in that same commercial segment. And we've had a lot of success with getting customers up and running on Express quickly as well, right? We have, yeah. I mean, some we've had some implementations go as quick as, I'll say, weeks. Um, but uh, typically, customers get up and running in doing, we'll say, incident and catalog uh, within 30 days is, is a reasonable time frame. That's fantastic. We want to move into the first segment of the podcast now and talk about some best practices in Express. So I think, are we going to take it over to Darius? I think so. All right. (laughs) Great, Jason. The great thing about ServiceNow Express, as you mentioned, is it's really a subset of enterprise. Not only does this mean in the long term we can upgrade an Express instance right to enterprise without moving any data or configurations, but it also means that all your core 
principles and product ideologies, they're the same between the two. And some of those things some people forget about when they look at Express, because they're so focused on the simple things of incident, problem, change, high-level applications that sometimes they don't take the time to look in deeply and figure out what can I do with these rules that are available to me. In many cases, I adhere to a Ruby Goldberg machine. You have so many pieces in front of you and it's how you put them together that really pulls the most value out of the platform. So when we talk about some of the best practices I've seen out in the field, I'm going to start with some of that business logic we have in the platform. Business rules, UI policies. So let's start with UI policies and do a quick note on the difference between the two. With ServiceNow Express, your UI policies, they run client-side. Basically, the moment you make a change, you're going to see that on your form because you don't need to press submit. You don't need to send it to our data center's server-side. That's what business rules do. They only execute on the insert or update of a record. And because of that, they don't render immediately when you make that change. They only do so when you submit that new record or you make an update to an existing record. Now, why I bring up UI policies is they're tremendously valuable and not in many cases used. They're going to help you slim down your forms. I know better than anyone working with hundreds of Express customers that sometimes your forms get rebunctious. Tons of fields, irregardless of what the context is, who's assigned, and they really have no use to be on the form at that time. The great part about UI policies is you can dynamically toggle if a field should be displayed on a field depending on a different value. So maybe your hardware assignment group is assigned to a ticket. Well, for them, it's important to fill out the CI field to note per that underlying CMDB, that's a core of all our applications, to note exactly what's that hardware piece that's affected. Well, if the software team was assigned, sure, we may have software in the CMDB, but maybe you didn't roll that out in your business. So having a CI field really isn't applicable in that sense. With UI policies, we can conditionally say, if my assignment group is a certain value, or if field A is value B, we can adjust how another field is rendered. We can make it visible, disappear, hide from the form, keep our form streamlined. We could even things like make fields mandatory and even actually make them read only. Now that's a great way to enforce process on your forms. A lot of times people think of workflow in a larger sense, but in many cases we want to think workflow on the form sense, in a micro sense. So we can actually adjust how your users are filling out data on that form going from field to field by kind of inducing a flow, if you will, using those UI policies to mandate when what field needs to be entered and when that field actually becomes visible for entry. Now, hand in hand with those UI policies are, of course, my good friend, the business rules. <laughs> business rules, they run, as we mentioned, on the insert or update of a record. And what's so great about them is they allow for dynamic logic to update current record fields that you have on a record on its incident or update, but also you could actually dot walk. So let's say you had an incident form. On that incident form, you had a caller. It's referencing your user table. And you had an attribute on that user table. It's a field, let's call it their last incident category. How are we going to populate that when they put an incident in? The answer is business rules. You can actually write very simple if-then style logic. And again, completely codeless here in Express is the great part I like allows you to point and click with that condition builder. If value A is, let's say, category software, we can then set the callers dot last incident category to software as well. 
And this applies for a lot of powerful functionality, let me tell you, with assignment rules. Don't get fooled by the name. Sure, we have assignment rules in the system, but that's not all you can use to get dynamic assignments going. What I mean by that is, here's a very common use case. You have a CI, let's say it's Bob's computer. And in your IT organization, there's a certain tech who's very skilled with working those computer-related incidents and fixing those hardware issues. When you have an assignment rule, it's very static. It's kind of hard-coded, if you will. You're just saying, if this is the case, then set this person. But with business rules, you can take it to the next level. You can get dynamic assignment rules going. And how you do that is that same if-then process. If configuration item field is not empty, then set my assignment group field to be the same as my configuration items dot support group or dot supported by single user mapping to assign to. And this is just one of many concepts on how you can utilize that business rule logic to start driving your logical automation, making sure your tickets are routed not only to a generalized group, but specifically to the right person. Because at the end of the day, we want to cut down your mean time to resolution. We want to make sure everything is routed appropriately. What I love about the condition builder is it makes it so easy to try lots of different combinations. So you can quickly make little changes, little tweaks with those statements in that condition builder, and you can really start to see its power and really test it and get to exactly what you want. Absolutely, absolutely. And what you brought up is a really great point, is testing. One of the biggest questions I get in ServiceNow Express, since we have one instance, is how do I test these configurations that I've made? You know, how do I go about a safe way, implement these new changes, these new rules, these new fields, without really having that footprint that we traditionally would see on a production system? And for that, I can tell you there's really low to no risk because there's four simple principles that we can follow to make sure that these new rules that you're putting into place have been fully vetted out to work as intended on your production system. The first suggestion is utilize some kind of tester role or tester user account. And the reason I say this is on these business rules, on these fields you create or these UI policies that trigger, you can actually on those rules specify a role required for it to execute. So sure you have a form A in production, all your users are using it, no issues. You've made this new business rule that runs on that form. You can actually have that rule only run for an update by that tester user. So you're going in as that tester, checking to see if the business rule is running as intended, and only when it is, do you take that role off basically and allow it to fall into the full production system. And the same principle applies with this admin concept. Let's say you had a new category in your catalog. You wanna test how it looks, test a record producer to make sure it routes to the right table. Same principle, put the admin role on it first. It'll become a logical sandbox, if you will, in your own instance, because non-admin users won't see it. And then when you're ready to release it to the larger audience, take that role requirement off. Another common question is with testing notifications. One of the great pieces in the recent release is the preview functionality. So we can really easily let you, without even sending an email out, preview a new email notification that you've created. And in terms of these tricks for setting up these new rules, a highly underrated feature is the insert and stay. So all you need to do is click that menu icon in the upper left of the record, and you can select what's called insert and stay. And this, think of it like a save as on your computer. It'll actually make a copy of that existing record 
and save it in a new location. Before you leave that record though, make sure to give it a new name. Otherwise you'll get confused because you have two records with identical configurations. That's fantastic. I love how you can manipulate that one production instance and kind of turn it into exactly what you need by protecting what you're testing and then boom, you can release it and, and everything is safe. Absolutely, absolutely. And the best part is since it is so script free, we have no customers really that go into their environment and somehow catch themselves with a script that degrades performance or that takes out an entire application from use. That's one of the great parts that Jason brought up in the beginning is it's really our core service now simplified for a lower maturity model that every customer can benefit from. And let me tell you, I've worked in my past on the solution consulting side. I've worked with these large scale customers. And at the end of the day, you're seeing the exact same phase one implementation. Incident, problem, change, service catalog, knowledge base, you name it, these core applications. Well, that's exactly what comes provisioned by default with ServiceNow Express. That's fantastic. Very, very good information. Thank you. Thank you, Darius. Uh, any other, there's so many tips and tricks in Express. There's so many corners of it and, and so many things to talk about, but I, I just feel like we have to get them all out of you while we have your two ex. you know, we have both of you experts here. So are there any other nifty little tricks that people can use to get around any issues or, or be clever about it? Absolutely. And here's a couple of items that I've seen very frequently asked either on our forums, which is a great resource for any Express customer, or just in community groups, such as our latest K16 Express Day, where we had an extremely large turnout of over 100 Express customers, very well received, had a great time sharing their methodologies, how they implemented the product, and kind of learning from each other on how to really push it to its limits, if you will. So on those notes, there's a few very simple features most of you know, but if some of you don't, it'll be a very simple to learn piece. The first is our drag and drop functionality. Many cases, people aren't thinking that, hey, when I have a record producer or I'm on my self-service form, I can just drag and drop an attachment right onto that record in order to submit it. Other cases where there's this functionality that's already there, you just need to utilize it is our CMDB. Let me tell you, from a best practice perspective, your CMDB is just a few configurations away from becoming the full-fledged mature model that it very well, well deserves. And what I mean by that is when you pre-provision, you look at your instance, you see you have your basic fields, a couple of fields regarding that CI. But the whole principle is you want to track your asset information and its full life cycle. So we can add a state field for that asset status. We can add the activity formatter, which will actually show you every single time maybe it's assigned to a new user or it has a configuration change, you get that full complex history. Not only that, but when you add with a simple right-click configure related lists on that CMDB record and you add a related list to an incident pointing to that configuration item or problem or change, the moment in your system someone opens up an incident against that email service or that Bob's computer, you open up Bob's computer record and you'll see that incident defined right on there. And that's one of the great pieces about the underlying single system or record. Your information isn't disparate anymore. The moment one piece in that puzzle falls into place, the rest of it cascades down and is affected. And for reporting, that's the final kind of value piece we always want to make sure everyone is aware of, is you can report in context. So instead of just reporting on your incidents, how about reporting on your incidents, group by the manufacturer 
of the underlying configuration item that was attached to that incident. Now you can see if your environment has 10 Macs and 10 PCs, but you have three times the number of incidents, you've driven a business decision in terms of your asset procurement and purchasing based off of what your data, what your environment is displaying as being best. Those are excellent tips. Thank you. Thank you, Darius. Okay, I know you're going to have an answer for this one, Darius, an underdog feature. So something people might not know about, but could come in really handy and save them some time. Oh, definitely. And this is one I stumbled upon just the other day, actually. So in our configuration item list view, let's say you opened up under your configuration item application, the all view, and you're looking at your CIs and you were working on one that you were working on, maybe came into the shop, it came into the office and you need to open a change. Well, one of the neat things is you can actually check mark a CI directly from that CI list view. And down at the bottom left, when you click into those additional action options where you can delete a record or add a tag, there's an option for creating a change. And you can press that and it'll link that CI directly to a new change request. And that'll allow you to utilize that in your change management process that much faster. And another add-on to that is the copy change button, which also isn't too utilized or well known. And one of the great things about that is it actually copies all the child change tasks as well. So I know in a lot of cases, our users are creating these standard changes, same flow of tasks, and you may not want to manually rebuild the exact same structure. Well, just go into that record, press that copy change button, and you'll not only get all of the fields of the change request, you'll also get those underlying child change tasks mapped to it as well. So it makes for a really easy template, if you will, to go quickly forward. That's great. Definitely a way to work a little faster and keep the information consistent across across the different modules. And another underdog feature, if you will, that has introduced itself in a recent release, but not many people have seen it, is the ability to pick exactly what applications you want to add to your mobile interface. So if we head over from our system admin homepage and click into that basic setup applications, now when you click into an application, you'll see a field there to show on mobile. So you check that for the application and any number of modules you'd also like to display, and those will actually show up on that mobile offering. And that's extremely important for when you're rolling out these custom applications, custom services. You've just built that extra app, now get it on that mobile for that access anytime, anywhere. Uh, I want to ask you about custom applications on Express. I know you have some thoughts on that. So can you share a little wisdom about custom applications on Express for us? And I definitely can. <laughs> so one, one, of the, one of my favorite parts when I was working on the pre-sale side is I got to see so many unique customer use cases. And truth be told, most of them were actually outside your standard peer IT organization. From lab researchers to manufacturers to technicians working in automotive industries. You name it, they were looking for just a standardized platform that they could go away from where they were today, which is sitting on emails, walking to each other's cubes, trying to manage work with a big inbox, maybe a shared inbox even, and managers just had no visibility. Execs had no reporting, there's no insights, and worse yet, every single piece of information, of knowledge, it was all via email. There wasn't anything public kind of pushing information to users. So my number one thing I always ask Express customers to kind of think about and look inward into their organization, if you will, 
is what business lines are there or coworkers do I know of who really sit in email all day long, but they're doing simple task-based of work. Let's take HR, for example. You get an email about benefits, vacation, you know, policies, uh, dependency changes, status changes, you know, you name it, the list goes on. And historically, in most organizations that I've worked in previously, it's an inbox. You're emailing an inbox, someone's sitting at the other end, hopefully gonna, you know, click into your email and give you a response without leaving it. Well, that's an archaic model of working. Now with ServiceNow Express and our ability to extend custom tables, make yourself custom applications, you can turn that whole model on its head in a very, very short turnaround. Let's take that HR example. Start by proliferating all that low-level information by making that HR department their own HR knowledge base. Using our user criteria, you can actually say only HR users who are part of this HR group are allowed to write new records to this HR knowledge base that basically get published out. So all those commonly asked questions, do we get Memorial Day off? They'll have all those answers right there in front of them. You don't need to waste time of a paid user, a paid employee better said, fielding these net zero low level questions. The second piece, however, is once you stand that application up, the implications on the business side. A, you're automatically able to route these new incidents that came into this HR application you created through a self-service portal. How great is it that this incident portal that your users have already learned to go to, they know the URL, they know how to access it, how to create an incident, they don't need any new training, they don't need any administration on the implementation side to get their users integrated, to get information regarding their conditions of what assets do they have, maybe what other outstanding incidents do they have. You could put that all in that same self-service portal. So when you're checking your status as an employee, not only are you checking your status of your IT incidents, it's also your HR incidents, your facility, your legal, your marketing, the list goes on of what you can expand Express to. And some of the final pieces there that really add value to the business is I mentioned, who knows if someone's going to get back to me regarding my email? Well, with ServiceNow, we have service level agreements and you can make one on that custom table. So your marketing team needs to get back same day, next day, you know, conditionally a different time frame depending on the urgency, depending on the type of question or request you've just put in with HR. And that's one of the great things about the platform is really that concept of it's a platform at the end of the day. It's extensible and how much value you pull out of it is really in your hands and up to you to decide where in my business can I now become this champion that every other business unit is going to come to me and be like, hey, have you seen what HR just did? How they turned around and consumerized their entire engagement model? How they cut down on time to resolution, time to fulfillment, pushing forward all these requests? We need to do that for our department. You want to be ahead of that curve and really spearhead that positivity in your environment. I love that. And I love that you said, if you want to solve this problem, go find the people that are using email all day and go help them because there's a better way it to do it. It is an epidemic. And I can't tell you how many studies we have that can tell you the productivity loss that sitting in email, sitting in inbox actually has on your organization. And even better than email, just in our platform, we have this new collaborate feature. And I know Jason is going to be talking about what's new in Helsinki shortly because some of that is with our chat feature of Collaborate, you know, mentioning people, audio notifications, different alerts. You can 
you know, no need to wait for an inbox. Just send the quick ping. And let's say your organization does not want that. We have you covered in Helsinki. You can turn it right off. That's fantastic and an excellent segue because we are going to go back over to Jason and he is going to tell us about some of the new features in Express in our Helsinki release. So give us a little breakdown. Yeah, so, okay, lots of good stuff coming out in Helsinki, actually. We're really excited about this release. We spent a a good amount of our time and, and energy on making sure that Express was even simpler to use than it has been in the past. You've heard us talk a lot about um, the differences between and similarities between Express and Enterprise. One of the key important factors to the Express offering is that it really is tailored for those organizations that are less mature. And part of what comes with that is oftentimes these organizations don't have dedicated admins Anybody who's working on the Express platform is usually doing a handful of other jobs as well. Uh, there's very few cases where we have the luxury of having our customers with with just uh, an opportunity to focus all of their attention on, on working with the ServiceNow platform. So it's really important for us to deliver an experience that's easy to use and intuitive because our customers really don't have a ton of spare time. And so that's what we spoke is, focused uh, the majority of our efforts on. And some examples of this is with Helsinki, we've released an enhanced single sign-on multi-provider plugin. Uh, We've introduced a brand new user interface that's very intuitive to use. And in fact, the enterprise version has adopted what we've developed for Express because they found it very easy to use as well. And they want to make it available to our, our enterprise customers. And the same is true for our LDAP integration plugin. So that is now also available to Express customers as of Helsinki. Prior to Helsinki, you had to contact our remote services team and and ask them to enable those plugins for you. So we're really happy to empower our Express users with the ability to do that themselves. Um, let's see. Also with uh, Helsinki, we've introduced uh, an application called Guided Setup and Embedded Help. And so what these two applications do is really they provide in-product help for our admins as they're going through the work of setting up their instance in the case of Guided Setup. Uh, it, it removes any dependence they might formally have or normally have on partners or our own support staff. Uh, it empowers them to get further along with their setups on their own and embedded help as well. So as you're working with the platform, an admin can simply click on the help icon on the top right and they'll get some contextual help that helps them um, understand uh, the common interaction patterns that are required of the application they're interacting with. Again, both of those features have also been embraced by the enterprise. So we're really happy that we're innovating here on the Express team and pushing uh, really some of that innovation and simplicity up. To, the, to our big brother on the enterprise side. Um, in addition, let's see, we've also made some enhancements to asset management and asset tracking in general. We've introduced uh, an integration plugin for Express to Microsoft's SCCM, which is uh, very common, especially in our Express customers. It's common for, for us to be working with uh, Microsoft Networks. So that's a huge opportunity and huge advantage to many of our customers to use SCCM as a, as a discovery mechanism and then integrate uh, that output directly with their ServiceNow Express instance. Along with that, we've also extended the discovery and our asset schema a good bit. We've included uh, Um, recognition of both databases and virtual machines. So we're happy to bring that 
uh, addition as well in Helsinki. And also with Asset, we've introduced a a really nice, elegant uh, visual component for our business service map. Uh, it's super intuitive. It's um, contemporary looking, and it allows the uh, end user to navigate, zoom in and out, and really visualize the relationships between their CIs and their business services in um, in an illustrative, visual um, manner. So the so the advantage of of SCCM and Discovery is obviously that it builds this uh, dis, this business service map and the relationships automatically, uh, but. Also, um, if you if you do not have discovery, one advantage to the enhancements we've brought in Helsinki is that there is a new relationship builder uh, interface that makes it very simple for for you to build relationships, um, not just from application to the host, but also between applications and applications in a in a very simple uh, graphical user interface. If you're if you're forced to build those relationships manually, now with Helsinki you can do that in a much easier fashion. It's really simple. And we invite you to visit our support and documentation site to see a little bit more about how that works. Uh, We're excited about bringing that particular enhancement to the asset offering as well. Another really exciting advancement for us on Express is an integration that we've built between record producers and execution plans. Uh, Historically, execution plans have been really compartmentalized inside the service catalog. Execution plans were uh, dependent upon the service catalog model. It really only worked with catalog tasks. What we've done is we've extended that functionality out to work with any task type on the platform. And we've also allowed you to uh, relate a record producer task to an execution plan. So you could build an execution plan that gets triggered off of any particular task type. It could be one of your custom tasks, maybe one of the, uh, even one of the uh, HR was the case that Darius used. So if you have a custom application around your HR workflows, now you're able to build an execution plan uh, related to your HR tasks, which is opens up, a, it solves a number of use cases for our Express customers. You guys were busy for Helsinki. We were busy you for were Helsinki, very busy. definitely. And then just finally, in the rest of it was there's there's a lot more. I do encourage everyone to visit our release notes on online. You can just Google those or just go straight to our online support community. Um, but we've also exposed a number of system configuration properties to Express admins that have historically been typically hidden. Uh, and so we've listened to our customers and wherever we've had those uh, requests or demands for for access to some of these more advanced configuration uh, pr- properties, especially around email, uh, some business logic, common business rules, we've exposed those in Helsinki so that you no longer have to ask support to unlock that for you. You have access to those and you can serve, control your instance uh, the way you see fit. Both of you touched a little bit uh, on the resources available. You have a ton of resources available for Express customers or people who are interested in Express. Can you talk about the various places where people can go to get more info? Yeah, it's really simple. It, there's one place, not various places. Oh. It, it's our support online support site at express.servicenow.com/support. 
you'll find everything there. You'll find our formal product documentation there. You'll find blogs uh, largely written by Darius. Thank you, Darius. Uh, also some contributions in the way of forums and suggestions from our customer base. You'll also find videos from our Now Support site on our Express online community as well. So you can find the, those videos both on our support site and on YouTube. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank both of you, Jason and Darius. You two are a font of express knowledge, and I feel like we could do about five podcasts with you guys and get all of the tips and tricks and information that is that is in your head. So thank you very much, Jason. Thank you for a return visit. You're very welcome. And thank you, Darius. We know you're a star out there online, so we will continue to look for more, more video from you. Oh, and thank you, and I'll look forward to come back soon.